One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast with Matt and Tommy. Monaco Grand Prix edition, live and direct from Monte Carlo, as we've mentioned many times already, because we cannot believe we're here. And we cannot also believe we just witnessed a qualifying session like that. One of the best of all time, surely. Can you think of a better session that was consistently that good? Because Not in recent memory. I know that it's, it's very easy to have recency very, bias. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of amazing wet qualifyings, for example, but this was a dry one. And I think Monaco proved exactly why this track is such an amazing spectacle in, it, on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. You couldn't have asked for a better quality, really. Q1 was a banger. Q2 was a banger. Q3 was a banger. And, you know, it wasn't like it massively interrupted and stuff either. So we got the epic... Monaco-ness. Great, great word from Tommy. Uh, I should also say there's a DJ outside once again playing banging tunes right on the beachfront, so I apologise for the bass that you might well be hearing throughout this video slash podcast. Right, let's get into what happened in qualifying then. Q1. What did happen in Q1? What did happen in Q1? Well, the big thing that we need to talk about is Sergio Perez. Binning it rather... Largely. It wasn't even like a small bin. This was like a medium to large size bin. There was a lot of speed going into turn one. Misjudged it. There was a car right in front of him, wasn't it, that potentially distracted him. It was coming out the pit lane. But there was also another one that was, I think, in front of him that pulled out the way as well just before he was going into turn one. So, yeah, a slight bit of distraction, but at the same time, to crash in Q1 and to be starting last, it's just curtains, isn't it, for not only his Monaco GP chances, but the championship, no? Yeah, it's the worst place you could crash and start last, really. Uh, well, it definitely is, because it's really hard to overtake. Uh, I guess it makes for a more entertaining Grand Prix. Um, we will really now see, can you pass at Monaco? Because a car that is significantly quicker than the field and has been throughout the season is starting last on a track that's so hard to overtake. So let's see... How, how much you can get through the field. Now you might be thinking, Matt, that's very, very aggressive of you to say, you know, Perez's championship chances out of the window. But, you know, you, the thing you were concerned about was a Rosberg championship where consistency, mm. but then, you know, grabs a few points here and there, Verstappen might have a few issues and then he can just, just rake them all in. But to come off the back of obviously Miami where he got outpaced by Verstappen who started way down the field. Yeah. And then to come into here and crash in qualifying... It's just, it's mistakes that you can't have if you want to win a, a championship. Like, he'll win races this year, I am I have no doubt, but there's an extra level of consistency that's needed if you actually want to win the title. Yeah, it could quite easily be a 25-point swing in this race if he can't get into the points. Um, I think he will get a couple of points. Wait, prediction right now. Where does Paris finish? I'm going to mm. say eighth. Yeah, I was thinking ninth. Uh, I think it's just going to be one of those races where... 
They'll probably strategy. put him on the hard tyre. They'll probably just push him as far as they possibly can. And I'm talking... I don't. I genuinely think he'll be out there for most of the race on hard tyres. I genuinely see it because... Might, that might take for a safety car at the end or something. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the only way. But then I think all the cars around them are also very familiar with what Monaco is you know you saw Alonso last year and how difficult he was to overtake and how much of a gap there was between him and the cars ahead so I don't know how Perez is really going to make any sort of moves I think ninth is actually probably quite generous and that's not just because it's Perez anyone even Verstappen I think would struggle to get many more than a couple of couple of points uh, if he was starting from 20th yeah he did didn't he in 2018 I think it was and yeah he he made some moves but I, I I must have been like two or three and that's Verstappen who is a very aggressive driver that particularly in that era in like 2018 loved a, a late braking manoeuvre so um, yeah Perez has got his work cut out big time uh, and we should just mention the the curse a lot of people mentioned it on Twitter and you know we're here with Red Bull this weekend yep. and then sat down to watch qualifying on the energy station and Perez straight in the wall yeah, yeah, that that was something I was like, uh oh, I think I might get thrown off the boat here. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was quite something uh, to say the least. I'm glad for for Red Bull's sake and for my own you know personal well being that Verstappen had a good qualifying. Um, other things to mention in Q1, obviously it was Sergeant Magnussen, Hulkenberg, Joe. Joe was like P1 at one point yeah. in Q1 and ended up finishing 19th. Um, the Hasses, what? What has to like, do? They've got a solid lineup these days. You know, Magnussen and Hulkenberg. You thought oh, solid midfield drivers. They are bringing up the rear. Yeah, they've gone back to where they were. Pretty much the worst team. Really, not good. No, not good, good at all. Uh, and the, the one final thing on Q one is Hamilton. Oh my word! He made it to the last minute. Hard work of that. Yeah, not just that Q two as well, and, mm. and yeah, I can't even believe that he's ended up out qualifying <laughs> Russell after after all of that. He did not want me to get my biggest flop prediction. He was like <laughs> teeing on the edge, so I'd be like, "Told you Hamilton wasn't great at Monaco," and then just like, "Ha ha, just kidding." I mean, the right amount the of times this weekend you've looked at me and just put your glasses down <laughs> and gone, like for example, crashed in FB three five yes, minutes before the end, and you were like, "Biggest flop," and I was like, "Look." It's not quality yet. And then, obviously, then you, th- you saw him struggling in qualifying, and you thought, yeah. oh, he might not even make it through to Q3, and it's starting sixth. So that's just what champions do, eh, Tommy, isn't yeah, it? sure is. They Fair fight the it. biggest flop curse. Yeah. Now we go to Q2, and we have Piastri, De Vries, Albon, Stroll, which we have actually in brackets for Stroll, washed, and then Bottas. So I think the big thing was the fact Stroll got knocked out. Now... I think we should probably say we don't know the absolute ins and outs of everyone and their problems that they've had. So we apologise if he did have something crazy happen or the team screwed him up. But as far as we are concerned, pretty washed at Monaco. Yeah, he didn't didn't have a good lap from the from the look of it. It was incredibly close. It was just changing all the time. I I don't really remember like Monaco has had obviously really good qualifying, but I don't remember the track evolution like that in Monaco it was like something like Miami or something where it's just so much like it was literally like last person across the line well it was last person across the line that ended up getting the best time but the track evolution was insane it genuinely felt like a wet to dry qualifying session it was unbelievable to watch and to witness the the atmosphere here was was, was mega wasn't it it was incredible Um, one thing I will say about Stroll is he did the lap anyway, but the Weybridge incident was very harsh. I uh, don't know 
at time of recording what's happening about that, but yeah, uh, there's no way it could have reacted. That it quickly. was a very late call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then there was, of course, Piastri getting knocked out, very close to making it through. Um, Lando made it through, but had that crash, which we first saw it and went, oh, he's washed wide through to back, very. You know, mm. Very, we were like, oh, something seemed wrong. Yeah, and then it turns out the corner before he just smacked into it, and you do wonder how they don't smack into it more, seeing all the camera angles and and the replays we see of these drivers that are unbelievably precise to be getting within a few millimeters. However, before we go into the next point and get your thoughts on that, Tommy, I just want to talk about something that I didn't. I'm not, I'm not sure how to digest it. The AWS graphics about how far away they were <laughs> from the wall. I don't mind that part. Like, oh, they, they were nine centimeters, 14 centimeters, but then just very close to the wall. Just in case we didn't know what 14 centimeters was. Yeah, just to put it in really basic terms. A bit weird. I assume Verstappen, I've not seen it yet, but I assume Verstappen's Q3 lap says very, 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 very close to the wall. Um, but yeah, what a, what a weird graphic. Indeed. Um, but big shout out, going back to Lando, after having that crash from McLaren being able to, to repair that car in about 10 minutes, I think it was. Yeah, fair play. To get the car out. That was, that was unbelievable. Um, but it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Let's move to Q3 now. And, well, we had a session on our hands. We had Ocon going P1, we had Leclerc then going P1, and then we had Alonso going P1, and then we had Verstappen going P1. So I lo- actually love, I've watched back the highlights, and Esteban Ocon getting pole, and then you hear on the F1 YouTube channel, Alex Jakes just genuinely sounding like his, his soul sort of left his body of how surprised he was. The it was Ocon like me fastest. with Hulkenberg. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> Hulkenberg's fourth! It, <laughs> it genu- was like that. Yeah, it genuinely was. And it's funny because I was sat there and I, I was like, Tommy, Ocon's going quickly! Because he, he wasn't purple, was he? No. He was green. And then I, th- I don't think because... Because usually if you go green, you're like, oh, he's improving. But then it was, it was, he was just under Verstappen's time. But I think a lot of us are like ingrained to almost feel like that's on the cutoff if you're like yeah, an Alpine yeah. or whatever but then he just stuck it on pole provisionally unbelievable out of nowhere what a lap uh, he was actually he did the best uh, the, sorry the second best final sector um, unbelievable lap from Ocon um, yeah biggest surprise so far he starts third as well uh, starts because third because Charles Leclerc has a penalty which we should mention because he blocked Lando in the tunnel which was horrendous like 
Slam dunk. Oh, the, I don't know why it took so long. We actually saw Charles going to the stewards, didn't we, when we were walking out of the, out yeah. of the track. So it was... I, I just saw the clip. I went, how? I mean... I, I want to say why are they why is he doodling in the tunnel so much that it was quite yeah it was quite slow and apparently they have been told not to do that according to Lando but then also Ferrari on the comms like come on let's let's speed this up let's let's keep the comms going it's literally Monaco and it's not even Q1 it's Q it's Q3 it was Q3 so the least amount of cars you can possibly get and they still screwed it up and he and he'd done his lap like Ferrari had sent him out so they he could kind of like do it on his own and get like a nice clean track and then all he had to do was get back into the pits without a problem but couldn't do it could they could not do it Ferrari doing Ferrari things and the pain continues the Monaco curse continues to live on uh, but yeah Charles did go fastest for a brief moment I gave it a good old whoop in the middle of the Red Bull Energy Station and to be fair there was a few other people that cheered as well when Charles Leclerc went on pole provisionally um, but then there was a bigger cheer from myself as well actually when Alonso purple in the first purple in the second and then a washed final sector but still took pole and we believed did we not we did. Um, yeah, was it a washed final sector? Well, washed in comparison to Verstappen. Well, yeah, but yeah, Alonso's lap was incredible. Um, he said that, I mean, he would do, but he said he gave it absolutely everything and was on the absolute limit, couldn't do any more, and I do believe him. I mean, his teammate's 14th, uh, and Alonso is literally on the front row at Monaco. It was so close to happening, and uh, yes, uh, I would have loved to have seen it even as the the Max fan, but it's been so long. Uh, I can't even remember the last time I heard it in some commentary. Alonso pole. 2012. 2012, wow. 11 years ago, uh, Alonso on pole. Um, And when Verstappen went through that middle sector and he was two tenths down... You went crazy. I was like, Tommy, it's happening. You, your clothes started falling off. Shoes were coming. You were ready to jump in that Red Bull ball pit. No, I said he, he still can do it. No, because... I know, but I could. <laughs> I, you, you were also getting very. We were both getting very yeah, excited. Yeah, it, it was big high. It was, it was, it was like high. this is genuinely a possibility. Um, but then look, yeah, Alonso not the greatest last sector, but an unbelievable. Like when you look at that final sector, Verstappen put it on. Just he just threw it all out there, didn't he? The yeah, millimeters away. He was willing to. It looked like he was willing to just bin it. And then I'm pretty sure he did hit the wall a few t- yeah, times. Yeah, he hit the wall at the final corner, yeah. getting so close. But the the one is, uh, I can't remember the name, it's the, it's the corner that everyone crashes at. Uh, he's crashed there before. because Nouvelle Chicane, is it? Uh, might be, the one after the swimming pool. Yeah, yeah, I think, it, yeah I think it is. Uh, it's such an exciting corner because they absolutely fly through there. And if you take too much of the inside, you just, like... You get tapped straight into the wall, game over. And oh my word, if you watch that back, I don't think I've ever seen a car that close to the wall without crashing. It yeah. can't, I, I, you literally cannot do anything more. It wasn't the Nouvelle Chicane, I just Googled um, Monaco <laughs> corner names. Uh, Nouvelle Chicane's 10 and 11. It just, just says 15, 16, it's part of the swimming pool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yes. Unbelievable! Cannot say anything against Max Verstappen. Of course, he's even said himself he was quite cautious in the first sector. He knew he'd lost a bit of time. He was on the back foot. And to just send it like that was just amazing, wasn't it? As it I've was. now lost the podcast sheet to um, a pizza that I've ordered. <laughs> That's made me very um, hungry. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, you know, 
Verstappen's done some amazing things in his career, but it does that that final sector does feel like one of those things that when Verstappen retires, just just like Vel, just like um, Hamilton when he retires, um, because you know majority of people find it boring now and it's not it's not it's not exciting or fun because you want different winners but you when we look back on Verstappen's career that will be played in the highlight reels definitely amazing the shot of him going through that second chicane is just the, the amount of speed he took through there was ridiculous I'm just so disappointed they didn't do the AWS graphic for that because I want to know surely it was zero or minus because yep. he because actually on the, the it was yeah. on the paper like of the of the barrier so wow well done max well done for bold position question from mega versus primus does this qualifying session justify monaco's position on the calendar yes <laughs> yes next question i suppose yeah um the race will be terrible tomorrow we'll have a very different podcast where we're discussing god monaco's a bit washed isn't it what can monaco? we change but you will never get a qualifying like that anywhere else and it's just a unique circuit that the best day is the Saturday mm. one race for 23 I don't it, it's it was enough it. entertainment to be like that was worth it tell me was that not better than every Grand Prix we've seen this year yeah it was wasn't it yeah. and don't, don't get me wrong I'm one of the people that don't I love racing I love wheel to wheel battles but in pure excitement terms, that is the best set. That is better than any race we've seen this year. Yeah, it was. It, it yeah. came down to the to the wire. Absolutely. Uh, question from underscore game changer eight: Does Alonso stand a chance to win, or no way Verstappen losing this now from pole position? Obviously, the best opportunity is down towards turn one. He needs to get a good launch. He even said in the post-race interview, he said, um, well, you know, we get quite good starts. Verstappen's been a little bit inconsistent this year. And I'm like, oh, this guy's trying to just drop a little bit of this and that. I don't Don't actually... I mean, uh, Ocon win? I mean, it'd be cool. But but also the Alonso and... uh, The Alonso Verstappen bromance is like my heaven. I would take that for another Ocon win, to be honest. (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, But yeah, I think that... That's probably the only chance, really. Although, although to be fair, it doesn't I, I don't know because the the one lap pace is very close. But you'd have to say over a, over a course of a race distance, Verstappen's probably just going to have it. It depends under if Verstappen can check out or if he's cautious and just kind of goes. In well, I don't, I don't window, need yeah. to, and then just maybe pull like a three second gap and then just you know give him that. Uh, opportunity that when the others pit, he can he can pit. It's a race one in the pit stops. We're not expecting any kind of moves at all, really. It's just very much a strategy game. Um, but yeah, let's see. Maybe Verstappen gets a bit of wheel spin. Alonso leads the race, and then we'll get an absolute banger. That's what I would love to see. Yes, please. Tommy, final thoughts, please. Final thoughts are we've not even mentioned and actually I'm quite disappointed that Yuki Tsunoda was P9 but he was uh, unbelievable unbelievable there was a lot of um, amazing performances from a lot of drivers and I think it just shows that Monaco is one of those tracks where you do really see some amazing performances and drivers can make such a huge difference which sadly you know you can say sadly but like we don't maybe see as much on other circuits anymore now because the car is such a huge thing it's not to say that the drivers that win in dominant cars aren't talented but monaco you can you can do something special and fair play to you know sonoda was ridiculous ocon i think verstappen that lap will go down in history alonso incredible but i think 
Ocon for me was probably the star of the show. Yeah, I mean, I can't Alpine believe great. he almost Alpine, got pole. <laughs> I know it's unbelievable, and just the way in which that whole session evolved was was amazing to see. And it rewards bravery. This yeah. circuit, it literally does. How many minerals do you have? Uh, Monaco asks, and Ocon says a lot, and and he'll be starting third tomorrow, which is very exciting. Nice. So we'll see. I'm not sure about the weather. The weather, I think, has kind of cleared up, although there are potentially some. I was about to look at my phone and realise uh, I'm recording. Bubbling out, um, but yeah, we will see. We'll have to. I, I, I don't mind. Even us, you know, we'll get drenched for the content, for the views, for the for the racing action. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Oh no! No, I'm not going to say. No, this sounds like the bit. first, wor- most first world problem ever. Okay, here we go. But can it rain after we've got the uh, the boat? Because choppy waters would be a bit sketchy in the in the rain. I'm, I was a bit nervous. We need that. to have a word with Tom Bellingham. Uh, he's really. He's just- <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for watching this amazingly strange hotel room, which, to be fair, we were recording our first take as the uh, food arrived, so the man saw a tripod with a camera pointing towards a sofa. I'm sure he thought of many things, eh, Tommy? I'm sure he did. We'll see you tomorrow for some more content, unless we're partying. Might be. Don't know about that. Funniest Tweets will be out latest Tuesday. I was going to say Monday, <laughs> Monday maybe, maybe Tuesday. Yeah. But we love you all the same, and we'll see you very soon for another podcast slash video. Bye. Bye. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.